0: Want to be more confident when having business conversations? Join the Small Talk Made Simple class. In this free email course, you'll learn how to talk about yourself and express yourself with confidence and clarity. Sign up now at thecmethod.com. You're listening to Stand Out Get Noticed, the show that helps you communicate with confidence so you can stand out from the crowd and get noticed by all the right people. To subscribe to the show, go to thecmethod.com. Hello, Rockstar. Welcome back to the show if you are a regular listener, and welcome to the show if you are a new listener. My name is Christina Canters, and I am your host. This week's episode is all about how to be a minimalist with your communication. In this episode, you'll discover how having a minimalist approach to the way you deliver presentations and have conversations will actually help you to be more confident and more effective at it. But before we get to that, I want to give a quick shout out to Kimberly Love of com. That's LoveWebsitedesign.com who heard my interview on the Cliff Ravenscraft show and started tuning in. So hello, Kimberly. She reached out to me on LinkedIn and she, and this is what she wrote. She wrote, as an entrepreneur, I often speak at large and small groups. At one of my groups, we each give a one-minute promo of ourselves and our businesses. I'm looking for something to share with the group to make these more lively, not always the same, but still get their message out in a minute. Thanks, Kimberly, for asking that question. It sounds like you want to give the people in your group a challenge to make their elevator pitches more interesting. So it sounds like you're meeting with the same or similar people each week. So here are some things that you can do to make your one-minute pitches a bit more interesting each time. One thing you can do is to share a story of a client you recently helped. And this is cool because you have different clients, so you can share different stories. So you could say something like, this week, I worked with a client who blah, 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 had this problem, and they came to me because of this, and I was able to help them achieve certain result." If you, are, And then you can say, and if you also are looking to achieve that same result, or if you know of someone who has that similar problem, please let me know because I can definitely, I know that I can help them just like I helped my client this week. You could also tell a story in a different way, similar to how you see in explainer videos. You know how you see those videos on companies websites with a little cartoon character and they're like, "This is John. John's having trouble organizing his taxes this year. He doesn't know what he needs to pay, etc, cetera, etc." Cetera. You could do something like that where you go, "I'd like to tell you a story about Mary." So Mary was having trouble doing blah blah blah, and she was she tried all these different solutions but none of them worked. In the end, she came to me. She was at uh, her wit's end. She didn't know what to do. And I, unlike all the other companies that couldn't help, I was able to do blah, 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 and, and eventually got her this result. So you could turn it into like a fun story. That could work. Another thing you could do to spice up your elevator pitch is to engage the audience. I like to ask the audience for a show of hands. Um, Who likes going to networking events? Show of hands. And what you can do is keep asking questions until you get everyone's hands up and you can make it kind of funny. You could say, so for example, for me, I could say hands up if you're here to meet some awesome new people, hands up if you're here to potentially get some more referrals for your business, hands up if you're here for the free breakfast. Yeah, I thought so. Well, in the next 60 seconds, I'm going to share with you how I help people to make the most out of networking events like these to help benefit their business right? So you you relate it back to what you do. And another thing you can do, I just thought of this one, is to actually share an actionable tip that they can implement either at that moment or after the meeting or in the next day or two that's going to give them a little win. You know, teach them something. Don't just talk about yourself and what you do. Say, hey, here's something that can help you in the next week. I want you to implement this. And then that's going to demonstrate to them that you know exactly what you're talking about, and they're going to be more likely to pay attention as well. So I hope that helps, Kimberly. If you want to learn more about creating a great elevator pitch for yourself, you can download my free personal pitch template from thecmethod.com slash elevator pitch. That's thecmethod.com slash elevator pitch. And feel free to share that with your group as well. Hopefully it helps them too. Okay, let's get to today's main content. So ever since 2014 when I quit my job and went travelling with a carry-on bag only, I've been a bit of a minimalist, meaning I try to avoid having excess in my life and I only hold on to things that are really important to me. So in terms of physical stuff, I have a very small wardrobe, I own about 10 pairs of shoes, everything I own fits into my little hatchback car and when I travel, I I minimise the number of places that I visit I'd rather spend more time in fewer places. And like I mentioned, I only travel with carry-on bags. I don't check luggage in. On social media, I used to have a 300 friend limit on Facebook, but that had to change, and I think I'm up to maybe 700 now, but I definitely don't add every single person who, who requests me. I also eat the same meals over and over, so I'm also a minimalist with my food. Now, as I've been getting more and more into the minimalist mindset and approach, I've been listening to a podcast called The Minimalists. Now, they also have a blog at theminimalists.com. Personally, I prefer the blog because on the podcast, they, a lot of the episodes, they simply read out the essays. So from the blog. So I actually prefer the blog. But if you prefer to listen, go to theminimalists.com and subscribe to the podcast. And after listening to this, I was inspired to do a podcast about having a minimalist approach to speaking, to presenting, to having conversations and building relationships. And why is this important? Why should you bother listening to this? Well, I feel like we often try to do too much in our lives. To prove that we know stuff and things, we cram as much information into a presentation as possible, which only results in our audience taking in not much at all. We have thousands of connections on social media, yet we're more disconnected than ever, and we're becoming worse and worse at having conversations and really connecting in, on a deeper level with others. We have tons and tons of events on. There are so many meetups, so many events going on. Often we feel overwhelmed by the sheer amount of choice that we have. And I've found that by being a minimalist in other areas of my life, it's really helped me to to simplify things and having less of a choice with things like having less of a choice with what I wear, with what I eat, it actually stops that mind chatter. It stops all those decisions. It minimizes the number of decisions that I have to make every single day. And that means that I can focus my energy on the things that really matter, on the things that are really important. So similarly, if you have a minimalist approach to the way that you communicate and present and have conversations, this will actually make it easier for you. It'll be less stressful for you because you have to make fewer decisions. You don't have to focus your attention on multiple things at once. You just focus on one thing. It'll make things easier for you to remember what you need to say. And also very importantly, the other person who you're speaking to, your audience, they will be more likely to take in what you're saying. They'll absorb what you're saying and they'll connect with you better. So if you can implement what I share with you today, you'll be able to build more meaningful relationships with people. You'll be less stressed when you're presenting and you'll be much clearer in the way that you express yourself. Sound good? All right, let's get to it. Today I'm going to share with you five, only five ways that you can have a minimalist approach to the way that you communicate. Right. Number one, pick your one thing. So this relates to when you're public speaking, you know, when you're delivering a presentation, when you're asked to present, and you're trying to come up with all the content to write, firstly, I want you to think about what is the one thing that you want your audience to take away? What is the one key message? If your audience walked away only remembering one thing from your presentation, what would it be? Now, you might have a million ideas running around in your head, but I want you to pick one. And by being minimalist with this, just picking one thing, this is going to help you to to figure out what the rest of your content will be, because the rest of your content then needs to relate back to that one key takeaway. And if it doesn't, then you get rid of it. Use it for another presentation. I do the same thing every time I interview someone for the podcast or I create a solo show for the podcast. I always have one goal and my one goal or my one takeaway for this episode is to make every form of communication count so by being so it's not about oh you need to be minimalist it's about okay whenever i communicate is this does this bit of communication count or is it just waffle okay so that's the one thing that i want you to take away from this podcast today so that's the first thing pick your one thing the second point is to pick 3 to 5 maybe 7 maximum points to share Again, this is when you're presenting or let's say someone asks you a question that requires a bit of a detailed response. Pick three to five things. Don't try to tell them everything. It's impossible to do this. Plus, our brains are incapable of absorbing that much information. When you say to an audience, I'm going to share with you three things today that you need to remember. Or if someone asks you a question and you say, well, There's a lot to know, but I'm going to share with you the three most important things. To them, that's going, ah, okay, I only have to remember three things. So it's easier for them to take in, and also because there's structure, and also there's less for you to remember. When you say to an audience, I'm going to share with you three things today, in your head, you're going, I only have to share three things. If you don't have any structure and if you want to share 20 things, it's going to take you a very long time to get through those 20 things and it's going to be very hard for you to remember those 20 things. So be minimalist in what you choose to share. 3 to 5 points maximum. If it's a longer presentation, maybe 7, right? But the the lower the better. Point number 3, use shorter sentences. And shorter words and take pauses between them. So this is really important because a lot of people try to, when they're talking, they try to use really long sentences and they draw it out and they don't take a breath and they want to cram as much as possible into that sentence. And then they run out of breath. What I want you to do is to slow down. You don't have to cram everything in all at once. I want you to think about how can I get my message across using the least amount of words. When you shorten your sentences, again, it's easier for your audience to take in what you're saying. And when you pause in between, that then allows what you've just said to sink in. I have a friend who speaks very slowly, but very deliberately. And it's crazy. Whenever he opens his mouth, I can't help but be silent because I assume that whatever he's about to say is going to be nothing short of profound because he makes every word he says impactful. He doesn't just waffle on. And this is something that I tend to struggle with. So I'm working myself on reducing the length of my sentences and only sharing what counts. This also applies to when you're writing emails. Your written communication. Think about what is my message? Can I delete some words? Or can I even delete some whole sentences? Now this isn't easy. It takes practice. Like Mark Twain once quipped, I didn't have time to write a short letter, so I wrote a long one instead. People will appreciate if you can write really succinctly. Because it takes less time for them to read, you get your message across quicker. You're more direct, right? And as a result, you'll be more effective. Point number four. Oh, I just realized that I have six points here. Hmm, breaking my own rules, but that's okay. Point number four, listen more and speak less. So you can be minimalist when having conversations just with the amount that you actually speak. And to do this, you simply ask more questions. You'll be a much more effective communicator when you listen fully. So say your bit and then ask a question and then shut up. Even if you get excited, avoid interrupting and going, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I also did that. No, just let them speak not along. And when they've finished speaking, ask them another question or then share, Oh, that's really cool. I also did this. Did you also find blah, blah, blah? Ask another question. The fifth thing I'm going to share with you about being a minimalist with the way that you communicate is to have one conversation at a time. Now, if you're at an event, well, in, or even in day to day life, really, you're better off having fewer, better quality conversations than a bunch of surface level conversations where you don't really get to go deep with someone. So, you know how I bang on about how great it is to be able to make small talk? Well, small talk's important because that's how you get to have a deeper, more meaningful conversation. Because not everyone's going to go deep with you from the get go, especially if they've just met you, you need to do the surface level stuff first. And then if you're, you feel like you have a connection with them, then go deeper. And this mindset of having fewer conversations is a great one to get into when you go into an event. So I want you to think if I meet one awesome person tonight and have one great conversation, I'll be happy. So that's instead of thinking, I need to meet as many people as I can and get as many LinkedIn connections as I can and throw my business card at as many potential clients as I can, right? Focus on having one conversation with one person. And when you're having that one conversation, be fully present. Don't glance around the room looking to see what other people are around. Don't sneak looks at your phone every time it pings at you. Focus on that conversation in that moment. Pretend you're the only two people in the room. So you may only have that one great conversation in, in that whole evening, that whole event that you were there, but that's what's going to make all the difference. You're much better off having that one meaningful conversation and building one great relationship from that than having, say, half a dozen fluffy conversations where you just talk about the weather or whatever, and you don't actually connect with them. And the sixth and final thing I'm going to share with you today follows on from point number five, and it is to have a smaller network, but nurture that network. I actually did a podcast episode on building strategic relationships. It's what I learned from a great book that I read I'll put links to that episode in the show notes at thecmethod.com slash minimalism. Thecmethod.com slash minimalism. If you don't know how to spell minimalism, it's like minimal-ism. And one of the key things I learned in the book is that as humans, we're actually only capable of keeping in contact with a network of about 150 people. That's how we functioned as tribes back in our tribal days. And if tribes got to over 150 people, they would split into two and start all over again because that's sort of the maximum capabilities that our brains have of keeping track and having great relationships with those people. So instead of trying to keep up with hundreds and hundreds of people, pick your top 150 people that you really connect with, that really help you and who you really help as well, and spend more time with those people. Or, or, or spend more energy on those people. Whether it's sending them an email, sending them a link to something interesting, keeping up that connection, introducing them to someone else, inviting them out, having FaceTime with them, whatever that is, make the effort for those 150 people. And when you have a small but strong, robust network like this, those relationships are going to help you to achieve whatever it is that you want. So when you have a close relationship with someone and a trustworthy one, they're more likely to recommend you to someone else, right? As opposed to someone who kind of just knows you uh, sort of a little bit. So if you want to learn more about that, about building strategic relationships and doing it really authentically please check out that episode that I did. I'll put it in the show notes at thecmethod.com slash minimalism. Okay, so there you go. Six ways to incorporate a minimalist approach to the way that you communicate. Now, you might be thinking, Christina, are you always telling us to get out there and practice speaking more, yet now you're telling us to be minimal about it? And I say, yes, if you feel like you have a long way to go with your confidence and your communication skills, getting practice and getting as much as you can is super, super important. And then once you're comfortable with getting out there and doing it, you can then work on honing your skills. Now, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't have any deeper, more meaningful conversations at all. But to find that person with whom you really connect, you might have to chat to a few other people first. It's sort of like online dating. You know, it's unlikely you'll find someone you connect with straight away. You need to have a few mediocre or even terrible first dates first. And then when you meet someone you connect with, you then, you then go on on a second date and then a third date and so on. So yes, of course, practice having these deep and more meaningful conversations with people. But to get there and to get comfortable with doing that, I do recommend that you go out and you strike up conversations and practice as much as you can. That's going to help you to get more confident in your skills. Okay, so just to recap on what I shared with you today. Firstly, pick the one thing you want your audience to take away. Number two, pick a small amount of points to share, preferably three to five. Number three, use shorter sentences and shorter words. Number four, listen more and speak less. Number five, have one conversation at a time and make them more meaningful. And number six, have a smaller network, but nurture that network. Alrighty. I hope that you found that somewhat useful. Now, if you struggle to explain what you do in a minimalist fashion, that is maybe under 30 seconds or less, you might want to check out my elevator pitch template and guide at thecmethod.com slash elevator pitch. That will take you through all the steps of creating a really engaging pitch for yourself. And there's a template in there that you can use to help you write it and practice it as well. So go download that for free at thecmethod.com slash elevator pitch. And that's all from me this week. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Keep on being awesome and I'll talk to you next week. My name's Christina Canters, and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed.